What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Rivalry. We've got episode 64, week three of the NFL. Week two was crazy. Chiefs lose, Packers bounce back. A lot to talk about, so let's go. All right, Mike, let's get into it. Week two was uh, pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I guess to to start it off, give me kind of your – run down on red zone, how that treated you for week two, and then, um, you know, some of the the things that you took away from uh, week two. So, yeah, red zone was – I mean, it's still awesome. I will say Bears playing in the noon slot affects the um, amazement of red zone because I focus a little bit more on the Bears. Because, like, you know, I got to see – even the Bears are on their own 30. Like, I need to watch what they're – what kind of – what they're doing on offense and stuff like that. So, it was more of a look back and forth from TV to TV to the red zone. Gotcha. And, um, and, the, and the Bears game. So, I did have the two setups going. Uh, but, yeah, it was still awesome. What we talked about a little bit before, though, is what sucked about the red zone is we both had bets on the Saints, and they weren't on the red zone because they didn't move the ball, apparently. So that was one of the big things. They weren't in the red <laughs> they zone. They were never in the red zone. To see. The only time they were on the red zone is when the Panthers were about to score. So nice. I don't know. We talked about that a little bit. That's That was kind of one of the big takeaways is, you know, if the Panthers' defense is that good or if it was just a classic Jameis had a bad game. And, but like I said, I didn't really get to see. But um, the main well, bullet points, man, Chiefs lose, like, to the Raiders – and after week one, when the Raiders beat the Ravens, we're sitting here. Ravens are dead to us because we both had bets on the Ravens. Are the Raiders really for real? And then they come here and beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. It, so going at the Saints game, I'm looking at just some of the statistics. And Jameis Winston, 11 for 22, 111 yards, two interceptions. Like, how do you go from throwing five in, or touchdowns first week and then you go to two interceptions, no touchdowns? I feel like that is just classic Jameis Winston. Yeah, like the Packers defense is terrible, but it, they're not that bad compared to like the Panthers. The Panthers aren't that great. So I'm sorry, I misspoke. The Raiders did not beat the Chiefs. They beat the Steelers this week. So Right, which are like, so what are the Steelers? Every single year, it's like the Steelers are going to be 10-win team but have, you know, all these different storylines going on. You don't know who's going to show up each week, and then they somehow will, like, squeak out wins. Yeah, that's that's Big Ben. He gets he doesn't do enough to blow teams out, but he keeps them in a game, and he can win it at late or they'll lose it late. But, like, are the Raiders for real? Like, is Derek Carr and, you know, Walt – I mean, is this offense, like, that good? Because, I mean, you got to think the Ravens have a pretty good defense. Steelers have a pretty good defense. And yet, they're 2-0. Look, man, we were talking about this before we came on here. The Raiders, I don't – I mean, I got them in my top five right now. Look, like I was telling you, like, look at who they beat, okay, right? So, they beat the Ravens and the Steelers. Okay. not You're not sold on either of those two teams yet until you see – both those teams are one and one. They've each lost to the Raiders. Steelers have beat the Bills, and the Ravens beat the Chiefs. Like, that has to say something for the Raiders to then go beat both of those teams. Right. 
Right. Like you and, have to at least give them the respect until they prove it otherwise, which they most likely will. But. And and the Raiders beat the Steelers at home. Yeah. Um, Derek Carr has always had numbers and looked good and stuff. You just never were sold on the Raiders and the and the whole scheme of it. And they were always they're in the division with the Chiefs, so you they always get looked, you know, second looked at. And then they don't have the young quarterback like Herbert in the West, so they're just kind of like. You don't think about them until they go and do stuff like this to start the season. And honestly, we'll the only time I think about the Raiders is when they're doing the fastest recap, and you just hear um, the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the only time I think about the Raiders. Yeah, um, or you see some dumbass in the fans with like spiked shoulder pads. And right, right. Stuff. That's that's what I think about with the Raiders, but I do not think of them being two and zero, beating the Ravens and the Steelers to start out. No, like that never would have guessed it. Crazy to me. You tell me to look at that schedule pre before the season starts. I'm like, yeah, Raiders be 0 and 2 seasons over. Derek Carr is Derek Carr going to get traded? Right. Like, that's the storylines I'm thinking. Right. Is Mariota coming in? Like, what's yeah. going on? Um, so. No, that was uh, that was pretty shocking. Um, you know, I think that there was a couple of good games that you know were pretty close, like. Giants and Washington was pretty close. Actually, this, a good game for Thursday night. Really good game. Yeah, 30 to 29 on a Thursday. Normally, like, remember last year and years prior, those Thursday night games are usually garbage. You know, the offense can't really move the ball well. They're usually low scoring, sloppy games. That was a good football game for two teams you wouldn't really expect it to be on a Sunday, even. Well, so then, you know, pair that with the first Thursday game, Bucks and uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. I mean, yeah. those are two solid Thursday night games to start. I don't know who's who's playing Thursday night this week. Panthers uh, and Texans. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I, I, I ran out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's hold the hold the post. Of course, but I'm sure we were saying that before this last one with Giants and Red and Washington. I will say so. I will say that I was pretty surprised with the beat down the Bills, put on the Dolphins, and the Dolphins not scoring a single point. Yeah, I'm not surprised that the Bills obviously won. I'm also not – I'm not even – I wouldn't even have been surprised if the Bills won by a couple touchdowns just because of, you know, losing week one, not performing the way they wanted to. And so you kind of had a feeling maybe they'd come out. But I did think the Dolphins would put up a little bit more of a fight. I mean, Tua got hurt. Right. So I don't know how – I, I mean, like, Brissett was playing. Jacob Brissett. Which, and, and he's not bad. He's not a He did not play well, though. He was he bad did, I mean, that day. Looking, looking at his uh, <laughs> stat line, 24 for 40, 169 yards, one interception, yeah. zero touchdowns. He was bad. But you think about, like, backups that you would like to have going around the league, you know, he's one of them that would be, hey, you consider that a good backup. Your starter goes down, he can come in and do a good job. He can, man- he can manage. But I also think that, you know, a lot of that, if I'm thinking about it just with kind of what happened week one, like the Bills had a bounce back game. Like they, yeah. you know, they, they were not prepared the first week. And so I think that they kind of, you know, said, okay, we got to buckle down. And so that well, makes Josh Allen just could feel Trubisky breathing down his neck. Yeah. So he had to come out and have a good game. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That Mitchell um, hype is big. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Get out of here. Yeah, like I said, that wouldn't have been – it was surprising that it was 35 nothing. It would not have surprised me had it been 35-21. No, that's – yeah, I mean, I was expecting at least some type of, you know, 
two touchdown at most. I mean, but you don't get blown out and not put up points. Like, right. that's just wild to me. Um, and, I mean, the Dolphins letting up 35 points, like, their defense is pretty solid. Um, but, like I said, I sure. think the Bills just kind of had a uh, bounce back. <gasps> but, dude, one team that I've been, like, super, like, excited to just, like, watch is the Cardinals. And they barely squeaked out against the Vikings. But, like, I just think their but that's the Vikings is ridiculous. That's the yeah. The Cardinals are legit. I mean, the weapons they have on offense and Kyler Murray is just—he's ridiculous. Like you can't sack him. I mean, you can because he holds the ball too long sometimes. But like he gets out of so much trouble. You can't guard DeAndre Hopkins that long if you're a corner. Uh, you know, as long as Murray can extend plays. But I do think yeah, their defense looked good week one. But I don't know if that was just the Titans kind of off or what. But, right. But I'm telling you, man, that's the Vikings every year. Like. They lose that game 34 or 33 or something like that. And Kirk Cousins is going to put up his 300 yards and two touchdowns, but like they're not going to get it done when it counts. They just won't. Right. Or the next week they'll lose uh, 12 to 10. Like they just, they play to whatever that game is played and then they find a way to lose. That's just what the Vikings do. Yeah. I mean, it's just what's wild to me is that the athleticism of Kyler Murray and then to still be able to throw for 400 yards. I right. mean, you look at, you know, like a, um, Lamar Jackson, you know, I mean, you, you know, he's going to put up some cool, um, you know, rushing numbers and make some plays, but he's not going to have a 400 yard game, but like Kyler Murray is going to have 300, 400 yard games and then still gets you 50 to hundred yards with like a rushing touchdown sure. or two. Um, so I just think, I mean, that's, that's just such a hard offense to defend, but a lot of that just falls on him. So if he goes down that, teams in you know trouble so i think they're a little one-sided um but i mean i think that they if, if kyler stays healthy they're you know super hot team right now um yeah i think the biggest trouble the trouble that they could run into too is when you play that way and that like it just seems kind of like chaotic reckless like you're gonna have some games where you might have a turnover or two here and that's how you well, get beat too. it's like it's almost like you know a recess like it's almost yeah. like recess football that you're just going out making plays and sooner or later you got to have some type of I would say you know run, like more of a more of a standard process play you know scheme yeah. that you're running but like right Kyler now, you just, can stay in the pocket yeah for like exactly two <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but and then one other game before we get to the Bears but. Um, I mean, I think we have to talk about it, which is the Packers coming back and beating the Lions. I mean, obviously, that's not something to hang your hat on, but at least they won. Um, they looked god-awful, you know, week one, and now they at least came back and win. But like you were saying, I don't think that, you know, they looked like world beaters, um, you know, when they were playing. And I don't sure. think Aaron Rodgers looked like, you know, the Aaron Rodgers of last year. No, and I, I think – I mean, the Lions, I think – kind of fooled people with their little comeback against the 49ers in week one that maybe they weren't going to be that bad. And then they come out the, the other night and they score right away and, and look decent on that first drive. And uh, But nobody's surprised that the Packers did that to them, I don't think. Like, yeah, but like like we were saying, dude, Rodgers looked sloppy. I mean, he threw that perfect bomb to Adams. And he, he made, I'm sure, his calls at the line and stuff and, and the way he audibled was probably still really good. But – like some of the throws that he normally would hit or, or plays he would make, he just didn't have. There was one play where he got sacked held, holding the ball too long when Adams was going right, open right across the middle. And like, I just, 
is he getting gun shy or what was it? But he just he did not he does not look like the Aaron Rodgers of old. He's still whatever this Aaron Rodgers is is better than a lot of quarterbacks, but it's still not what he was. Well, I will say, I mean, just looking at kind of his stat line, 22, 22 completions, 27 attempts, 255 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, so, I mean, that's a pretty efficient game. <laughs> yeah, but, who, who am I talking about, I guess? <laughs> but but at the end of the day, I mean, this is all with a grain of salt because they're playing the Lions. Right. Like, okay, cool, let's see what you guys do. I mean, Aaron Jones went off um, for them, which was great. He needed that. I mean, he had three touchdown receptions, which is just nuts. My um, fantasy needed it. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you said you said that you know what Aaron Jones can have a bounce back game, so yeah, you know you did get that, which is good. But yeah, I, I think it's still kind of up in the air what the Packers are. Um, you know, I, they're not the Packers of last year, that's for sure. No, no. So and so I still think that division's wide open, man. I really do. Right. And they go on the road this week, underdogs against the 49ers. Like, that'll That's be a good be a test. Game. Now, That's Aaron's be a from game. California, so I feel like part of me thinks that he'll probably still put on out there. But sure, uh, that'll be a good test to see maybe where they – now that they're maybe back to having a little bit more confidence stuff, we'll see where they are for real against a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested to see that. So, um, but – so, Sorry, man, we got to get to the Bears. That's what I was going to say. Pretty exciting game for you, Bears, Bengals. Um, unfortunately, you know, Andy Dalton gets hurt, but that's fortunate for the Bears because Justin Fields comes in. I mean, give me kind of your rundown of the game, what your thoughts were, what do you think about uh, Fields and just in general moving forward. So I'm watching the game, and on to be fair, Dalton looked good starting off. We score, we get up early. You know, he's not, like, playing terrible – he, he does a little scramble, kind of tweaks the knee or something, comes out, and I'm just like, oh, shit, here we go, here we go. Fields comes in, you know, and he looks okay. Runs the ball well, makes some good makes some good throws, but nothing crazy. And then Dalton comes back in, and you're like, oh, all right. So that was short-lived. And then he goes to the locker room early, and Fields basically gets the rest of the game. And we were talking about this, and I don't know if Dalton could have played had they, if you know, if something had happened to Fields or what the situation was, but – he looked good. He made some good throws. He threw a perfect ball to Allen Robinson in the end zone that Robinson didn't – nine times out of ten probably comes down with that ball for a touchdown. Right. And he doesn't. So, uh, we don't get that. Then, you know, he has his rookie mistake where – and he talked about it after. He reads coverage um, pre-snap. When he snaps the ball, they drop out of that coverage into something else. He gets caught throwing to his hot route, and got, the linebacker slips underneath it and picks him off. And then the Bengals score. Now it's a game. But I thought all in all, Fields looked pretty good. I mean, his like we always talk about Trubisky. We I kind of wanted. We always talked about wanting him to scramble and and make plays with his legs more. Mm-hmm. And because he was dynamic scrambling, Fields is like a different level scrambling. Right. Like he doesn't just make people miss. It's like he can break tackles, arm tackles, and stuff. He's big and strong. And he broke a third – it was like a third and seven or something with the game on the line, broke a tackle, scrambled, got the first, and we, we sealed the game. So, it, it was exciting. I'm trying not to get my hopes too high because Nagy already came out and said if Dalton's healthy, he's the starter. And I just – I don't know why he would even say that. 
Well, it's counterproductive, I think, from our last conversations about the Bears. It's like, what are they trying to accomplish this season? Like, is right. it to get reps for fields? Is it to, you know, make the play? Like, what are what's the end goal for them? And if the end goal is to make the playoffs, like, I really don't feel like, you know, putting fields in is, is a disadvantage. I mean, I feel like the – I feel like having fields as your quarterback, there's so much more – you know, positive outcomes than having Andy Dalton. And that's just for the franchise in general. You know what I mean? Like that's the five years, you know, down the road. I just don't know what you get from having Andy Dalton as your quarterback right now. I I think what I wish is that we could all hear these conversations probably that Nagy has with ownership or, or general managers and what the future, you know what I mean? Like, Right. Is, is Nagy playing is Nagy playing Dalton to win as many games this year as possible for his job or true like are we playing fields because we feel safe in our job and we want to make sure we're getting fields of the reps so that he's better going forward I also have said it before Nagy comes from the Chiefs where Patrick Mahomes sat for a full year you know what I mean so maybe he believes in that and that's what right. he wants from fields so I, I just don't know. We don't know. We're not inside. It's all speculation. Yes, me as a fan, and I think I speak for majority of fans, we just want to see Fields play. Like, we're not winning anything this year. So why not? To me, you're better prepared by playing than watching. It'd be Now, if he's sitting there watching Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer, that's one sure. thing. You're okay. actually learning. No offense to Andy Dalton, who's a decent veteran and had some good years in Cincinnati, but, like, are, is Fields really learning anything? I mean, and maybe, no. but at this point, I think he's going to learn more just by playing. See, like, like that interception he threw, seeing that, how it looked pre-snap to what it ended up being, okay, remember that for next time. You can't see that from the sideline. I mean, they can show you the, the tablet and the, the overhead looks and stuff right. and try to explain it to you, but until you experience right. So you experience throwing that interception and seeing it live. Well, just, yeah, you, that sticks. That sticks with you. But my my big thing goes back to just the fact that like the Bears' defense is going to keep the game close. Like right. they're going to keep the game close. So honestly, you know, there's not really a big difference between who you have, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, the quarterback. Because even if they do make a mistake, I mean, you know. Bears caused what three three interceptions? Bro, through three t- three interceptions, like basically in a row. Right. So I think you're going to have that, you know, freedom to be a little more aggressive on the offensive end or make mistakes, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I just think that at this point, the Bears have a solid defense. So, like, you know, why not put Fields in there? Agree. I agree 100%. Like, he should be playing. And, like, and, like you were saying, I don't necessarily think it is even this year. It's a disadvantage between – like, I don't think Dalton's just better than Fields. Like, he may um, manage the game, move the ball more efficiently, but, like, he's not bringing the big plays. Like, he's not throwing that dime down or opposite the Fields did. He's well, not scrambling for that third down on that third down, breaking a tackle and getting the first. And like I was saying yesterday – or uh, last time we were on the pod is that, like, I feel like the team is more excited when Fields is in the game. Absolutely. And so – like, if you don't have, you know, the guy that your team can rally around leading the team, then, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that they're like, ugh, Andy Dalton, like, what are we doing? 
But I just think there's a different energy with Fields in the game. I think that they see that as, you know, kind of the franchise. They see that as, you know, where they're going to go, you know, 2023, 2025, sure. you know, like that's what they're thinking. And, 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 and in all honesty, if I was a defensive player, like, I'd want somebody that can go, you know, get a quick touchdown or break a run or, you know, make a play. And I think that that's more fields than, you know, Dalton. Yeah, I agree. And the last thing I'll say on it, though, is I saw a video of when Fields scrambled for that first, like Dalton was like one of the first ones on the field. Congratulating. Nice. Cheer for him. I know. But I want him to be a dick. So it's easier to hate, it's easier to hate him and want him bitched. I don't want him to be a nice guy. And a good but I, I also I also think that <laughs> but I, I get that but I, I'm saying what I also think with Dalton is just I think he's happy to just be in the situation he's in you know he's better way better situation than Dallas and what he had to deal with sure. there so I'm sure that you know everything's a lot better being in this organization than where he was at last time and look Dalton's not like I mean he's not old old he's obviously not in his prime either but like he's not a spring sprung chicken right now no, that's right but. There could be another opportunity down the road for him. I wouldn't, you know, injuries happen all the time and stuff. But I mean, hell, if Fitzpatrick is still finding starting jobs, like Andy yeah, but that's, can too. but that's but Fitz makes that off of his swag alone. I mean, what he brings to the locker room. Dude, have you seen Dalton's flow? It's that, red. It's, it's red. red. It's he's got red. he's got flow to it though. Ugh. Come on, I don't I'm know, just trying man. to. Look, I just can't. I, I know. I don't want to hate on him, but I don't want him to play. I'm like, sorry, Andy. I like you, but I want you to bitch. Here's the thing is I like to be on the opposite end of you in terms of um, teams and rooting for people. And so, like, if the Bears, you know, are going with a long-haired, red – long, red-haired quarterback, that just makes me not like them even more. (laughs) Fair enough. And so that's going to be tough for me to swallow. So I'd like them to put fields in because I just can't deal with that. If I'm gonna ever root for the Bears ever, okay, fair enough. All right, man. Let's let's recap the leaderboard and then get into our picks, and we'll, we can talk more about the teams when we get to our top five because that's going to be a discussion today too. So leaderboard, it was a rough week for a lot of people. Only um, only a couple people went positive this week. Jake had a four and two week. Boy, so Jake, that was the best week. Um, moved him to. Technically second behind you, first in the out of the out of the fans. So leader top five right now is you're at seven and three. Jake is eight and four. I'm six and four. Messman is seven and five. And that's it for positive winning percentages. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. what what happened to big Clayton Meyer? Five and one. Clayton went five and one last week and followed that up with a one and five this week. Wouldn't you know? Wouldn't, Wouldn't you, you know? know? So huh. rough that go. Seems just eerie about almost last year. And Eric um, had a three and three week. He went one and four this week. So those were the two worst worst weeks. So uh, bottom the bottom two are Harry and Corey though sitting at four and eight. Couple two and four weeks out of both of them. Corey J, you gotta get it figured get out. Get going, Corey, because people are doing the bonus picks this year. You're not gonna, know. you're not gonna yeah. win total just right. by just picking more exactly. games this year. Exactly, you have to exactly. get more right. <laughs> so that that's where we're at on the leaderboard. It's early. I haven't even put win percentage on the leaderboard yet because it's too early for it to matter. So that's that. Um, so all right, Kyle, let's do our picks. All right, week three picks, Kyle. Uh, I'll start my lock. 
I'm going Bills. It's eight. They're eight and a half. I think is too big a spread. I think Washington's good enough to keep that game close, but I'll take the Bills to win it. I like that. Um, so I kind of went with, and we we had this going on in the uh, group text today, but I'm under the impression that the Chiefs don't lose two games in a row. Um, they're playing the Chargers, which. You know, we'll see how that goes. But I, I picked the Chiefs for my lock. I just don't think they lose two games in a row. I think they're too good for that. I think it's kind of like the Bills. They they needed that loss to bounce back. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of my lock. That's where I was thinking. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. We uh, Some of us are in a loser's pool where you pick a loser each week, can't pick the same team twice. I took the Chargers this week because I'm with you. No way the Chiefs lose two in a row. No way. They're too good a team to do that. They just got too many weapons. Like they're yeah. they're just too good of a team to do Going that. home, there's just I just don't see it. So yeah. um my upset pick, I went Packers. Um, Ooh, you know they're the, gonna you know they're gonna just end up flopping because you I picked know. them. And well, so it'll be bittersweet. I'll take the loss to watch them lose. <laughs> okay. As long as they as long as Aaron Jones has a good game, I don't really care what they do. But they're three go. and a half point underdogs on the road at the 49ers who are a good team. I just I, there's something about Aaron being from there that makes me think he has a big game. I don't know why. We'll see. We'll see. I he, mean, I don't, he always I don't, wants to make them regret not drafting him. I know. I just I don't know that they had the firepower to play with the Niners in terms They've of that got the defense offense to play with them. I'm just worried that the Niners will run the ball all over them. Right. They have no defense. Right. Um I went – so I'm hoping that this is a bounce-back game again, but I took the Saints as my upset over the Patriots. Um, like, a, I mean, it's just hard for me to root – or not root, but it's hard for me to bet with a rookie quarterback. And, you know, Mac Jones has looked good, but – What's that spread? Plus three. I'm just curious. So, Saints are plus three. So, like, I would take that in the spread. I almost put, took it in the spread, but, like, I think that they'll win outright. So it's only a field goal. I think that James Swenson, you know, it could be a five touchdown or five interception game. Maybe this is one of his five touchdown games. Right. Um, I I looked at that game a lot, but I added the Saints to the they're dead to me list. So okay, got you. That's yeah. fair. It's a get that fair. list is getting long. Yeah. <laughs> Every, yeah, no kidding. So, uh, all right, my first spread game since you already talked about it, I took the Chiefs spread. Minus six and a half versus the Chargers. I think they win by at least a touchdown, if not two. I can see like, that. Dude, they're going to go off against the Chargers. I'm sorry, Chargers. I think you got a good team, and I like Herbert, and I like Eckler, and I like Keenan Allen, and I like who's the the DN Bosa or whatever. But no, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs are rolling. Yeah, um, I took them as a lot win. No, I mean, the Chargers just have, like, They're good. They're a good team. That's what the, I feel like the Chiefs like to each one of them. And then whoever has the ball last, they make sure that they're last, you know, um, right. and they score what wins the game. So, my eight and a half, yeah, I think they win by seven at least. But um, I didn't take that as a spread. I went with the cards. I went with the cards. Minus seven and a half at Jags. It's another one of those games. I'm high on the cards right now. I think Kyle Murray is just playing ridiculous. And I just don't see how the Jags stay up with them. And I think that 
you know, after a while, if you get down by three touchdowns, you got a rookie quarterback, it's going to be hard for him to come back. So, sure. um, I went with the cards minus seven and a half. Okay. I like that. I just something about when it's freaking seven and a half. I hate that. that I, hate I, that I know, number. dude. I can't do it. I hate like, that number. I do too. So, I, I did not pick it, even though. And now I'll only take that if I'm on the other end of it, which I am here. Bears plus seven and a half at the Browns. You I'll give me that, that all you day love. long. You'll take the Bears plus seven and a half over anybody. I think I would. Because, <laughs> well, back it up with what you said because their games are 10 to 4. <laughs> like those, the Bears don't know how to play a game in the 20s. Like everything's no. in the teens. No. And so it's always going to be somewhat close. So I took I took my second spread game. I went with the um, Steelers minus three and a half, and they are versus the Bengals plus three and a half because I don't think the Bengals look that good. I don't either, but man, I hate like that's a division game, so those do seem to. I mean, three and a half is not a big spread, but. Well, and I'm also the whole bounce back. You know what I mean? Like most of these solid teams, like okay. Like, get them a loss, and then I feel like they bounce back. So, you know, we'll see if that continues for this season. Um, but I think you had a lot of that last year. And so that's kind of been my mentality on these picks is that if some team had a you know, down week, then I'm going to take them the next week. Right. I like that. Um, and speak, that goes along with my next pick, Seahawks coming off a devastating loss, minus one and a half at the Vikings. Like, It'll be t- it'll be that game might be forty five to forty two. Seahawks win on a last second field goal. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, no, I Cousins like that. throws for five hundred yards, three touchdowns, and loses because Russ, he make because he makes a bad fumble late. Probably Russ throws for six hundred yards <laughs> and then leads him down on the turnover uh, for a game winning field goal. Yeah, uh, over right. over under Lockett's running under a ball ten yards behind the defense, starting yeah. it, starting it at five times. Yeah, hundred percent. He's behind the defense all the time. I don't, you guys, I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast. We talk, I talk about this all the time in our group message. Have you ever seen somebody? 10 yards open behind the defense, like 40 yards down the field more times than Tyler Lockett is. And do you think it's just that they are disrespectful to him and they're just like, no way he's going to get behind us. No way that he's that fast. No way that he's going to catch this ball. No way Russ could throw it that far. It's like (laughs) 80 yard pass. They're like tired of running with Lockett. Lockett just keeps going head down. Just sprinting. Unreal. It's stupid, dude. Like he's always like he's his stat line is never more is never worse than three catches 130 yards <laughs> like, right, it's just right stupid right he has to have the highest <laughs> average in terms of re- like receiving yards to pe- to completions so, uh, to receptions so yeah that was my last one seahawks minus one and a half my last one and this is kind of a interesting one but i took the cowboys minus three and a half against uh the eagles plus three and a half and I just feel that the Cowboys are like one. I think if they can figure out how to get Zeke involved more, that they're going to be pretty tough to beat. Um, I mean, Pollard started taking some catch or some um, yards away from him, but at the end of the day, I just feel like the Cowboys like they're starting to find a groove. Um, I like them. They they just upset. Uh, who was that last week? Chargers. They, Chargers. They just upset. Yep, they just upset. So 
I mean, if it's minus three and a half, Eagles, I'll take them. Yeah, and that's – I looked at that one for a long time too. Um, I just – I still like somewhat like the Eagles and like what I saw out of them week one. And so I think that could be a really good game. I was disappointed in the Eagles. I mean, 49ers are tough, and that was a weird, really low-scoring, weird game. And I was kind of disappointed in the Eagles a little bit there, but I just don't know what I've got in them. And the Cowboys' defense is just not good, really. And so they still scare me there. But offensively, they're about as good as anybody. Yeah, I mean, and it's still kind of, I guess, like I keep coming back to it, but I would say that Jalen Hurts is still a rookie. So – you know, there's still a question mark to me in terms of how he's going to manage those games. Um, and I still feel like the Cowboys are just playing for way more than probably any team this year because yeah. they were just embarrassed last year. Uh, okay, so I feel yeah. like every single game is super important to them to make a statement. Yep, I like that one. Like I said, I almost took it. But I like this week, Kyle. We don't have – the only game we did the same – was Chiefs and I'm doing the spread. You have it as your lock, right? So lots of lots of movement maybe for us. Love that. Love that. Week. After so, a uh, after a pretty uh, lame week last week where we had four of the yeah, same games. Four of the same games. So um, cool. Well, let's. Right, so uh, there's, there's our picks. Let's do the fan picks. Yep. So I'm sorry for the fans here. I'm not trying to make it like super tough on people, but it's just a week of. Big spreads. Uh, it seemed like every game was either six and a half to eight and a half. And there's some, you know, plus threes, but tried to get a little bit of all um, involved. So first game is the cards minus seven and a half at Jags plus seven and a half. I just hate these halves. You know what I mean? Like none of them are just minus seven plus seven. It's like seven and well, a half. Well, anything – over a touchdown too, like a num like one or two over a touchdown or something like that is I hate. Oh, there's nothing that I hate more than eight and a half. Like, what do you even do with that? Seven and a half's worse to me. Ah, I don't know. Eight and a <laughs> half, but so that was the first one. Cards and Jags, seven and a half. Um, second one is Washington football team plus eight and a half at Bills minus eight and a half. Feel like that game could go. I mean, honestly, either way, I feel like Washington's got a good defense, so they could hold the Bills to a, you know, kind of a field goal. Um, I really do think that, that game's going to be closer than eight and a half. Yeah, that's a that's a trap bet for sure, um, especially when the Bills coming off a thirty-five nothing win. That's exactly why they're at minus eight and a half. But mm-hmm. so that's the second. So that's the second game. Uh, third game: Bears plus seven and a half at Browns minus seven and a half. Everybody knows what Mikey's on. Easy bet. Um, fourth game: Bengals plus three and a half at Steelers minus three and a half. Do the Steelers bounce back? Who knows? Does Joe Burrow come back after Joe Burrow three? bounce back game? Maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, fifth game: Falcons plus three at Giants minus three. Dude, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know who the Falcons are. They don't know who the Falcons are. They'll <laughs> they either win. They're either going to win that game or the Giants will blow them out. Like it, there's no in between there. Giants look decent against Washington Thursday night. Um, extra rest, Saquon. Extra rest for Saquon. Maybe he's getting healthier and healthier. Right. I don't know. 
but then it's Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley, and you just don't know if they could go off and, and have uh, have put out some big numbers offensively. Yep. And then the uh, the, the bonus game, and this was one that was Oof. the hardest spread. Jets plus 10.5 and, and Broncos minus 10.5. And, and we were talking about this. Like, when's the last time you saw the Denver Broncos as a favorite of double digits? Double-digit favorite. Peyton Manning? Yeah, it had to be. Like, seriously. Uh, it's, a, it's hard to imagine them being double-digit favorites over anybody. And I get that Zach but Wilson I, just threw four picks and the Jets are bad, but – I do like though. I do like the fact that they do have to go to Denver, and I feel like that gives Denver quite a bit of advantage. Sure. Um, just playing at that um, altitude, and in general, I think the Jets are just pretty god awful. Um, so Matt Wilson played though, over there over that direction though in college. Like I feel like true. he might be used to true. that that true. environment. But so yeah. So, so. those are the uh, the picks. We've got cards minus seven and a half. The Jags plus seven and a half. Washington plus eight and a half, Bills minus eight and a half, Bears plus seven and a half at Browns minus seven and a half, Bengals plus three and a half at Steelers minus three and a half, Falcons plus three at Giants minus three, and then the bonus game, Jets plus ten and a half at Broncos minus ten and a half. So good luck. Good luck. (laughs) So, all right, there's the picks. All right, Kyle, top five, power five, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I, so I'm going to put in a this uh, is protest. I'm going to put in a protest. Maybe we need to go to power three. No, no. Because I just do not know on these last two. I mean, I've got seven teams written down. <laughs> so Jeez six boy. and seven are asterisks. And like they're what I like to say outside looking in like next team up. But this was tough, man. I mean, I'll, I'll just go ahead and go first. Bucks Rams are my top two. I think. I think that's pretty much across the board. Yeah. I would and we do it differently, but I have Bucks, Chiefs, Rams. So I imagine the Chiefs are your number three team. Well, technically I put Raiders at three. Chiefs wow. at four. I mean, like when we talked about this earlier. I know, Raiders, I know. I'm giving the Raiders their respect. Now, they can go lose this next week and be right back out of my power five probably, but I, <laughs> they've earned the right to be number short, three. Short, short-lived. Two and zero, oh, and they've beaten the Steelers and Ravens who have beaten the Bills and Chiefs. Right. So like I, no, I mean on paper, on paper, a hundred percent, what you're saying makes sense. It's so I'm just, I'm just to me, giving that to him. The Raiders, the Raiders, in my top five. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. So, so right. sorry. Chiefs go ahead. four. Yeah, Raiders three. Chiefs four. And then this was where I was really torn. I went Cardinals at five. They're undefeated. They look offense looks great. Um, I know it was a close one against Minnesota, but they destroyed Tennessee, who then came back and, and won a good game against the Seahawks this past week. So I put Cardinals at five, and I've got the Bills and 49ers at six and seven looking in. Yeah, I think, I mean, in general, those are the top seven teams. Yeah. And like I said, if the Bills hadn't lost week one and in what maybe could go down as just a fluke game, like, are they probably still a top five team in the league? Maybe, but I'm just – I'm giving the Raiders and Cardinals their due for being 2-0 and and, and looking good early. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I – so, I'll go through mine. Um, Bucks, Chiefs, Rams, and then I went Cardinals, Bills. And the reason why I went with Bills is they did have that bounce back, 35 nothing. I think there's something to be said about, you know, holding the team to, you know, a shutout. I think that that's really tough, and they did. And 
Uh, now, granted, Tua went down, but at the same time, I just think that that's a lot of momentum to ride off of. So that's why they're in my five. Cardinals moved up to four. Uh, so you're doing or, Cardinals over Raiders based solely on them. you like the Cardinals. You think the Cardinals are better, not based off resume necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I think that when I'm looking at it, I'm saying I think right now the Raiders are playing way – I think they're playing the best football they can play. Let's just put sure. it that way. Like, I think the Raiders are playing the best football they can play right now. Do I think all the other teams in the league are playing the best football? Probably not. So, I think they're a little bit early to the party. Um, we'll see how, you know, things, you know, kind of keep progressing. So, if they – if it's week five and they're four and one or five and zero, oh, and they've you know still got you know those great wins on their resume and they haven't looked like you know okay we've got an injury here or whatever, then they'll get in there. But I think it's just early right now on on, on putting them there. And it's just I just don't trust Dave Carr. <laughs> I'm sorry, like I just don't don't trust him. So Bucks, Chiefs, Rams, Cardinals, Bills. Um, in my mind the top three are not going to change much probably all season. Um, the four and five is really what you're going to see. And like I said, I think that right now, if I was looking at all the teams, I think the Cardinals are playing, you know, better than anybody, maybe not the Raiders, but in my mind, I had the Cardinals last year in that sort of realm of maybe being in they there. Were they such were such a big letdown late in the year. Right. Last year. Right. So I think that it's going to, you know, we'll see how they continue to do, but that's kind of my thinking on the power five right now is just that I think the Cardinals offensively are a little bit more powerful than say the Raiders. Um, and then the bills, like I said, I think that, I think that game was a fluke that first one. I think that they kind of came in because also I don't think the bills, you know, they haven't had much success other than last year for a quite, quite some time. So now, right. you know, how did they, inter- or how did they come back, you know, and start a season when they're, actually you know a favorite more of a target on the back yeah for sure yeah they haven't been like that so i think that it was kind of an interesting way for them to you know start the season um so yeah so i think that like you said i mean i think there's a couple teams that you could have interchanging in there but the big ones that are dead in my kind of thinking is I mean, I don't know that the saints are as good as probably what they showed on the first week and i think that's you know, kind of Kind of, we, we, we felt that this week, um, but um, they they came out. And then I'll be interested to see this Bucks-Rams game, man. I'm a little bit nervous about it. Um, it's going to be a good the, game. I think the Bucks, and I was telling you, I think, you know, what I would like to see is I'd like to see a really close game, but maybe them take the L and, you know, have that first loss. Guys, we aren't invincible. We need to make sure that we're, you know, doing everything that we need to do on both sides of the ball. I think that that would be a good kind of lesson for them at this point in the season. Um, Even this early? But I also think that, you know what, the Rams, I mean. They might be thinking the same thing. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I think that, you know, they've had some momentum with Stafford joining. They've had a lot of buzz. They're, you know, coming out. They've played well. Um you know, do they have a letdown that then sparks them? So I'll be interested to see how that game kind of goes, you know, but. So both Stafford do, and Brady are going to try and lose the game. Yeah. <laughs> so so it might be we'll a really see, bad game. Yeah, we'll see who, <laughs> you know, who can lose it better. Um, 
if that's a possibility. But, um, no, I, I think that's that's the game that I'm really excited about this week. Oh, for sure. That I think that's a good game for everybody. Um, yeah, Chiefs-Chargers, like I said, I think I'm right on this. I mean, on paper, I think people think that might be a good game. I just – if the Chiefs hadn't lost last week, maybe, but I just don't see it right now. Like, yeah. So – yeah, I mean, that's tough. I mean, Steelers, too, I guess. I Maybe I have them at number eight because it's hard to just knock them out of out completely when they lost a tough one to, um, to the Raiders, So, who maybe are legit, and at least as of right now, they are. So it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing if field starts over Dalton, what the dynamic is there, Bucks, Rams. It's going to be – a good week three, some some big spread games, so you know there's going to be a big upset somewhere because they're not all going to go the way that they're supposed to. Yeah, it's probably in my parlay of four teams that I've put together. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's what I was going to do to finish off. So last week, um, Titans were dead to you. Ravens were dead to both of us. I'm adding Saints to my dead to me list. Did you want to sure. add it? Did you need to add anybody to that? Um. No, I mean we got. So you said the Titans for sure. Like they are. I'm well, not, Titans like, aren't dead to me. Okay, they're they're dead to me. They're I'm dead not to you. Them. I'm not touching okay. them. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say the Saints are on that list right now. They're probably in probation, not fully dead. You know what I mean? Um, no, they're dead to me. <laughs> I mean, you get blown out by the Panthers. Yeah, like I you're dead know. to me, and, uh, and that, <laughs> we needed that game. I'll tell you. And they're they were already dead to me, and then they go beat the Chiefs, and that was the last game of my four game oh, parlay that I had. Get get out of here! So get. the Ravens are like I dug them back up and reburied them, like 100%. dead to me. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I now so, I can't even bet games that they're involved with. Right, hundred percent. I would agree. So the Ravens are the Ravens are the number one dead team to me. Yeah, they're number one on the hit list for sure. So, all right, man. Well, I think we hit everything pretty good this week. Uh, look forward to next week. Keep getting those picks in, guys. I appreciate it. Um, a lot more people doing the bonus pick this year. We really appreciate that. And uh, hopefully, everybody has a little bit better week than we had last week. So, Corey J, figured out, buddy. Corey J, you gotta have to you have to pick some games right this year. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week.